You are now tuned in to the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to the Herd and 10 podcast. Here's your host, Jake Fertinsky. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and 10 podcast. I'm your host, Jake Fertinsky. You can find me on Twitter at jfortinskynfl. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search Herd in 10 or Herd in 10 Podcast and you will find us on all of those channels. We are posting daily content there. That's right. So if you're looking for constant Buffalo Bills content, please go check those pages out and you can give us a like, give us a follow so you can stay updated on daily Buffalo Bills content. So we had a special bonus episode earlier this week, and I am recording this currently first thing Friday morning so you can all have it. On this episode, we're going to be reviewing the Buffalo Bills 30th pick overall in the NFL draft in the first round. What we're going to do is we're going to start with giving the background of the player talk about what analysts thought, and then I'll give my thoughts on what I think of the pick, where I see it moving forward, how it's going to help the Bills moving forward into the future, and whether it's a short or long-term solution. So, the Bills drafted Gregory Rousseau, defensive end. It's a very interesting pick. Let's start with his backstory or sort of his college background. So he's out of Miami, played in Miami. He only really played one season. So he's a big guy. He's six foot seven. He weighed in at 266. So he is a big guy. Maybe not the bulkiest, a little on the lanky side, but he is big. And like they say, you can't teach height. I think that's why the Bills were really interested in him. They wanted a guy who has that raw ability. Almost like a Josh Allen. Almost like a Tremaine Edmonds in the sense that he's got all of the attributes to be a star. He just needs some development. So let's look at his stats in Miami. So in his 2018 season, he didn't really play. That was his rookie year. In his second season in 2019, that's really the only season he has because he opted out in 2020 due to COVID. So really all we're basing everything on is his 2019 season, which is not a whole lot. There is an argument to be made that because of his opt-out, 
that may have hurt his draft value. But at the same time, it also makes the pick riskier because you only really have one full season to properly review him. You only have college game tape from basically one season. Now, it was a hell of a season. In that season, he had 54 tackles, 34 solo, and 20 assists. He also had one pass defense, which is not the greatest, but what's really crucial here is he had 15 and a half sacks. That's impressive. And it's not just the fact that he had 15 and a half sacks. It's the way he got these sacks. If you watch his game tape, So right after the Bills drafted him, I basically started watching his game tape and listening to what analysts had to say about his game tape. And that's his length. His arm length allows him to engulf himself on players, around players. The way he gets sacks, the way he can reel a quarterback in is something that's very unique. It's not something you can really teach because you have to have the kind of length that a six foot seven player brings to the table. That's what Rousseau brings. He brings a unique attribute in that he is so long. He does need to bulk up. And that's something I do want to note here. He already has begun his bulking up because he weighed in at 253. And then for his pro day, he had already up to 266. So he's already getting to the point where he's midway through bulking up, we'll say. He's getting there. He's getting bigger. So, and that's, of course, going to affect other things. In his pro day, his speed was about average. So maybe his speed was affected because he put on some weight, because he put on some muscle. But I'm okay with that. The Bills don't need a lightning quick defensive end. They need a defensive end that understands the game, can help in the run and the pass. And that's something that Rousseau brings to the table. The next thing I want to take some time to talk about is his projection or what his projection was or what the analyst's projections were for Russo, where they thought he would go, where his value was. It's the gift-giving season, and now there's a great card game that gives you action on any televised football game you watch. Just add your family, friends, and fun, and you have The Drive. Playthedrive.com. If you miss The Drive, you miss the party. Playthedrive.com. Hey, Bills Mafia, this has been a crazy year with a lot of changes. Good changes, like the Patriots not sitting at the top of the AFC East. But this year has certainly brought some challenges and has made it harder for us all to connect with our fellow sports fans. If you are a big sports fan like me, then you need to join this new sports fan community called Playing the Field. Playing the Field has developed a dating and community app centered around our sports fan lifestyle. It is a great sports-focused interface from their profile trading cards in your favorite team's colors down to their bubblegum in-app currency. The best part 
is that right now, while they're still in beta, it is 100% free to join. And you also get extra in-app bubblegum that you can trade in when their premium features get added in a few months. Go to playthefielddating.com and sign up now to buddy up, recruit teammates, or find your MVP. Also, be sure to check out their podcast, The Fan Experience, where they interview sports fans just like you and me and let them share their fan experiences. The Fan Experience is live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can't have a team without a mate. Go and find one now at playthefielddating.com. So the analysts overall, obviously every analyst has a different rating. But the Scouts Inc. overall rating had him at number 16. The Bills landed him at 30. That's awesome. To me, when I look at that, that's a good sign. What I want to mention here is, and I mentioned it already, there was a risk in drafting Rousseau because there's a lack of experience. He's really only played one full college season. It should also be noted, he was a wide receiver in high school. So he's still learning the position. He's still learning how to be an effective defensive end. So what you have here. You have a mold. You have a player with some very unique skills, unique size, unique body structure. And you need to develop him. I don't know if he's an immediate starter. I don't think he will be. And I don't think the Bills expect him to be. At this point, he's coming into a Very crowded defensive line. Not a talented defensive line, but a crowded defensive line. With a lot of good veterans that can teach him and train him. You have him coming to an organization with an excellent coaching staff that can also help develop him. So if he was ranked 16th and the Bills snag him at 30, I understand now why the Bills didn't trade up. I personally believe the Bills still wanted a running back. We're hoping to get ETN. Maybe Najee Harris, but probably Travis ETN. Now, neither of those guys fell. I think the Bills, I'm sure, were considering trading up. But maybe the the value that the other teams wanted was just too high. So I commend the Bills for not straining themselves and killing too many picks to try to move up just a handful of picks. So the Bills wait, they sit at 30, and I would imagine they got their guy. The Bills were likely going to go one of three positions. They were going to go receiver, they were going to go running back, or they were going to go defensive end. Defensive end was definitely the biggest and most desperate need for the Bills. But I also thought that they were going to go receiver because I thought that they'd really want to load up the offense. But I think the Bills went with something to fill some depth as well and develop someone. Because 
Bean did talk about that he was hopefully going to look for something a little more long-term. Now, sometimes they say something, but they do something else. But it appears that he did go in that direction. He went after someone for the long-term. Rousseau is the type of player that may not be amazing in his first year, but he can learn and develop and get better so that when Jerry Hughes and or Mario Addison retire or get cut, Rousseau can step in and we don't have a massive drop-off. And ideally, by year two, Rousseau could be significantly better. He could have finally fully developed some of his skills and can be an elite pass rusher. So let's talk about a little bit more about what the analysts have said. They said Rousseau is the highest rated edge rusher prospect in this year's draft class. He had a great season as a sophomore, recording 15 and a half sacks in 13 games. So, why is Rousseau's projection so low? Well, they're saying because why is he projected at number 16 if he's the top edge rusher? But as we saw, the focus for the first while of the first round was offense. They set a new record, drafting seven. The first seven players taken were all offensive players. So that's something to take into consideration. Clearly, the Bills got some great value. And that's why they didn't trade up. They took a defensive end who has great abilities, could be amazing. When you look at just his size and his stature, he could be unbelievable. Now, another analyst on NFL.com talked about a comparison for Rousseau. Here's what the analyst had to say. The long, rangy pass rusher from Miami has all of the physical tools to emerge as a dominant pass rusher. Rousseau's game is similar to that of a young Jason Pierre-Paul in the way he utilizes his length and non-stop motor to overwhelm blockers on the edge. There's one thing there that I love to hear. He has a non-stop motor. That means he's a hungry guy. You gotta be a hungry player to be an effective defensive end. That's a big thing to hear that he doesn't give up. He's a hard worker. We know that that's what the Bills really like. So here's the final note from one more analyst. And they actually provided a grade to the Bills on this pick. So they actually have him noted as 6'7", 265. On NFL.com, he was set as 6'7", 266 for his pro day. So I'm going to go by those numbers right now. So he's gone from 253 to 266. That's a really big jump. But it also shows that he's willing to do what it takes to become an effective defensive end in the NFL. So they said that the Bills needed some extra pass rush depth. So Rousseau should be a solid value that filled the need. His potential makes the Bills one of the biggest day one winners. And they gave the Bills an A-. That's amazing. I, I love to hear that. The Bills got great value in this guy. 
if he would have played 2020 and had a great season, there's no question that he would have been a much higher pick. Again, he was ranked at number 16 and he fell to number 30. Clearly, there were some concerns because of his lack of playing time and lack of experience. But I think for a Bills team that's already so good, they are able to take some risks there. They're able to try and hit a home run. Take a guy that slipped, but who's got incredible abilities and could be an incredible player. If he becomes Jason Pierre-Paul, that is an absolute steal at pick 30. What I want to get into now is my opinion of this pick. So let's review for a second. I was hopeful that the Bills would go offensive. I thought they were going to take a running back or receiver. And I actually thought they were going to trade up. I'm a little surprised they didn't, but I'm not disappointed. Let me explain. I was hopeful that they'd load up on the offense. When, when you look at the Bills, their defense was a great defense up until last season. They did not have a particularly good year. We don't know exactly why. There's a whole slew of factors. But they didn't reach their potential last season. And that maybe stalled the Bills in the playoffs. That's potentially why they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. So then does it make sense to load up on the defense? Or do you continue to push the offense and take it to a new height? I was of the opinion that they should take it to a new height. The offense, of course. The offense was amazing, but there were some things that were missing. Of course, we know the Bills' tight end situation was not good, and their running back situation was not good. The receiving core was excellent, but you can never have enough wide receivers, which is why I thought they should go for a wide receiver or a running back, because there were two running backs in the first round that went, that could make the Bills' offense significantly better in Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. If either of those guys went to the Bills, the Bills' offense immediately is catapulted to a new level because all of a sudden they have a great running game to complement Josh Allen and the passing game. They didn't go down that route. I think it's because they couldn't find a trading partner. I think they would have considered it. Clearly, the, the trade just wasn't going to happen and they had to sit and wait and someone with incredible talent fell to 30 we know this the bills like to take the best player available in that particular spot they don't necessarily always go for a specific positional need now in this situation they actually did have a significant need at defensive end but i don't believe that that's why they took him I think that they had him on the board and when they saw that a guy that was projected to go in the top, we'll say 20, fell to 30, they're thinking, wow, this guy is an amazing player. We we loved the way he looked. We love his size. We love his length. We think we can develop him into something special. Let's go ahead and get him. So I like the pick. I'm not disappointed because I think they got a player with a ton of upside. That's what we need to remember with Gregory Rousseau. It's all about that upside. 
I think his floor, unfortunately, is low. Because he has very little experience, not only in college, playing, like I said, basically one season. It was a hell of a season, but it was only one season. And that he's basically only played partially two years at defensive end. He was a wide receiver in high school, comes out, doesn't really play in his rookie season. His sophomore season's amazing, and then he opts out for COVID reasons. So he plays one season at defensive end. That's what we have. We have a guy with a very low floor, very inexperienced, and kind of lanky. Needs to continue to put on muscle, which he's already begun. Not to mention, his pro day was not impressive. He doesn't have crazy speed. He doesn't have he doesn't have anything that happened in his pro day where you're going, oh my God, I can't believe it. But the guy is six foot seven and has really long arms. That's a big thing for a defensive end. And his personality. And that's something we know the Bills really like. He's a hard worker. He's got a great attitude. Those two things combined with his size could make for an amazing player. It could make for an elite pro bowl athlete. So what I would say is with Rousseau, you have a low floor, but you have a really high ceiling, like sky's the limit. So I like the pick actually. It's crazy. I did not think I'd be waking up recording this saying I liked the pick. Because it's a defensive end. It's not so exciting. Wide receiver, running back. It's a lot more exciting. It's a lot flashier. But truthfully, this is a very good pick. I think Rousseau has the potential to be a great player. Not just a good player, a great player. When you look at his stats, when you look at his game tape, I think you will feel the same way as I do. He has the potential to be something truly special. He can be the leader on the Bills' defensive line. I think his ceiling is way higher than Epinesa's. I would argue he could be better in his rookie season than Epinesa's going to be this year. He's got a long way to go and he's got a lot to learn. But I'm very curious to see if he's going to be a quick learner. I would imagine that that answer is going to be yes. And that's because he transitioned from wide receiver in high school to defensive end in college and put up 15 and a half sacks. I mean, clearly there is something there. There is something special there. So I think that if the Bills are confident that they can develop him, I think this pick is an absolute steal. Yes, it's not as exciting as a running back. It's not as exciting as a wide receiver. But it's certainly more exciting than a lineman or a cornerback, although I would have been fine with a cornerback. But this is more exciting. You hope that you can get a guy who can get to the quarterback. And I think that's the hope here. That with his length, with his height, with his wiry ability to bend around linemen, offensive linemen that is, that he can be an effective pass rusher who can finally be someone who can get to the quarterback. Because that's where the Bills really suffered in the AFC Championship against the Chiefs. It wasn't just the linebacking core, which I've been over before. I was not impressed. 
but it was also the inability to get to Patrick Mahomes. So I think Rousseau is an option there. He could be that. He's likely going to be a rotational player in his rookie season. But if he starts to explode and show that he can really take a leap forward, he could easily find himself starting for the team or at least playing a high percentage of the snaps. 60 plus percent. So I like the pick. I think it's a good pick. Actually, I think it's a great pick because of the potential. The Bills are going to be a great team whether Rousseau pans out or not. We know what the Bills are this season. They're going to be great. It's just, are they going to make it to the Super Bowl? Is Rousseau going to be that final piece that they were looking for? Is he going to finally take that defensive line to the next level? The, the level that we hoped they would be at last season when they brought in a guy like Mario Addison. Rousseau brings something that no one else on the Bills' D-line has. Height and length. No one looks like Rousseau. He's definitely going to look different than everyone else. And maybe that's going to lead to something special. So I'm going to end this here and I'm just going to say, get excited. We got a lot more rounds to go, but as a fan, be excited. Rousseau is a good player and he could be a great player and he's got a great attitude. He was so excited. He was talking about it, that he's thrilled to go to Buffalo. should also be mentioned His parents lived in Buffalo. The guy's got a lot of connections. Yes, he's coming from Miami, but he made it clear. He's happy to play in the cold. He will be fine. It's nice to see a guy so excited to get drafted to the Buffalo Bills and be a part of something special. So that's going to do it for this episode. So if you have an opinion, whether it's the same as mine, different as mine, please reach out to me or reach out to us on Instagram. Send us a message. And again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. So, the Bills draft Gregory Rousseau at number 30. Let's see who they're going to draft over the course of the next couple of days. Thanks. Hey, football fans, it's Chris Phillips of the Ball Hawks Podcast. Come join myself and my co-host, Steve Fisher, as we dive into all the biggest NFL news, games, stories, free agency, we have it all, including weekly rundowns of our favorite teams, the Seattle Seahawks, Wilson, watch it all, deep ball, Metcalf, got it! And Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson trying to run away from some people. Still on his feet. Ball Hawks Podcast, where weird food takes and movie opinions meet expert NFL analysis. This is the Kids on the Escalator Podcast. Here's CM and BD. Hey, it's Brent. Hey, I'm Chris. We're the hosts of the Kids on the Escalator Podcast on the D1 Network. We talk about the coolest stuff in the universe, like comic books, like movies, like video games, sometimes even some wrestling, things get a little out of hand. Currently, we're breaking down every single episode 
of the Book of Boba Fett, and it's pretty friggin' cool. Yes, it is. KidsOnTheEscalator.com, Dean Blundell Network. Good times. Rad dudes.